God did not even consider Moses' complaint. Yahweh told Moses and Aaron to command both the children of Israel and Pharaoh, saying, bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Sometimes we just need to do what the Lord has called us to do. God did not, Yahweh did not say to Moses, "Uh, that's okay, Moses, maybe 400 years, it wasn't long enough. Maybe we'll give it another try in another 400 years. God said, no, go. Tell the children of Israel. Tell Pharaoh. You're looking too far for that need you have inside. You're on a big merry-go-round and it's taking you for a ride. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Tonight we're going to be looking at Exodus 5 and 6, chapters 5 and 6. Now bless us, Lord, as we look into your Word. May it fill our hearts with joy, but also, Lord, help us to learn. Help us to see the account of the children of Israel, of Moses and Aaron and Pharaoh and all that they went through. Lord, bring application to us in the day that we live in as well. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight we're looking at Exodus chapter 5. And so as I've been going through the Old Testament from Genesis now into Exodus, I've been kind of looking at some key verses before we get into the study. I chose two for this chapter, Exodus chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And it tells us, so Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your house, He has done evil to this people. Neither have you delivered your people at all. So sometimes I look through and I just, this is the heart of Moses in this chapter. He's trying to figure out why, Lord, why'd you send me down here and stand before the Pharaoh, asked that Pharaoh would release our people and he refuses us and makes the situation even worse than it was for the people, sometimes in this life, we discover that things may not go as we would think. They may not go as we would have planned things to go. But all along, we'll discover that the Lord was working, and he was working to show himself strong in behalf of the children of Israel. In chapter 6, Moses wondering, In chapter 5, Lord, what are you up to? 
God introduces himself to Moses, to the children of Israel, in a different way than he had to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I picked two verses as key verses, verses 2 and 3, which says, God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But my name, Yahweh, Lord, I was not known to them. So here, God takes the children of Israel to a more intimate level of communion with God himself. God revealed to Israel, to Moses, a new name that they had not known of the Lord before. This is YHWH, Yahweh. We get Jehovah from this. He said, I am the Lord. And he would say this as we go through this chapter four times. He keeps reminding them, I am the Lord. In verses one through four, then the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. So in chapter 5, I said, Moses was wondering, God, what are you up to? God responds, chapter 6, verse 1, now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of the land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as God Almighty. That's El Shaddai. But I, by my name, Yahweh, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them and give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. So God let Moses know that Pharaoh will not only let the children of Israel go, that Pharaoh himself will drive them out of the land. Pharaoh will let them go. Pharaoh will drive them out of the land. By the time God finished with Egypt, the Egyptians will beg Pharaoh to let Israel go. In Exodus 12, 31 through 33, we'll get a little preview of this. That Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Arise, go out from among my people that you and your children of Israel go and serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks, your herds, As you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we shall all be dead. So by the time God finishes with the nation of Egypt, Egypt couldn't get Israel out of their land fast enough. As we will see as we continue in our study. So the YHWH. God appeared to the patriarchs, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he revealed himself to them as El Shaddai, God Almighty. He did not reveal himself to them as Yahweh. In Genesis 17:1, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am Almighty God. I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. We also discover that God revealed to Moses his name, Y-H-W-H. It is uh, that which we translate, as I said, Jehovah, Yahweh. We're familiar with that, but we're not quite sure how it should be pronounced because 
the Jews so revered the name of God that they never inserted vowel sounds. So all we have is the consonants of Y-H-W-H. And so we don't quite know how it should be pronounced. But it is a name that is believed to mean to be or to become or to exist. G. Campbell Morgan said, the name reveals the fact of God's ability to become to his people whatever the need demands. The YHWH reminds Moses of his covenant with the patriarchs and their descendants. God had promised Abraham in Genesis 17, 7 and 8, I will establish my covenant between me and your descendants after you for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession. I will be their God. So he's reminding Moses, I am the Lord. I am El Shaddai. When I appeared before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they only knew me as El Shaddai. But God said to Moses, I am Yahweh. In verses 5 through 8, And I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, God speaking. I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and have remembered my covenant. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh. I will bring you up from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm, with great judgments. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you up into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. The third time the Lord used that phrase. I am Yahweh. God reveals his plan to Moses to rescue and redeem the children of Israel. He said, I'm going to do that with an outstretched arm, with great judgment. And we find that God's judgments against Egypt, they initially had two effects. First, it caused the children of Israel to come out of Egypt with a reverential fear, a love for the Lord himself. God did rescue, God did redeem the children of Israel, knowing that the Lord had fought for them and redeemed them with the outstretched arm or with his strength. Second, these judgments against Egypt would cause the Egyptians to fear and to dread the Lord. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? And why should I listen to him? And God said, I'll show you who I am. And they would fear and dread the Lord, but it would have a further effect. Some 40 years later, when the children of Israel would began to go into the promised land. And when the two spies went into Jericho and Rahab hid the spies on her rooftop, she shared, asking that her and her family would be remembered. She shared with the two spies of Israel saying, and this is 40 years later in Joshua 2 verses 8 through 10, 
Now before they lay down, she came up on the roof and said to the men, I know the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen upon us, that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. We've heard of you guys. They heard the work of the Lord. So once again, Yahweh reminds his people that he had heard their groanings, remembered his covenant. Therefore, he promised to rescue and to redeem them, to bring them into the promised land, to make them his own special people. That reminded me of 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10, where Peter reminds us that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. It is God who brings us into the, his family through the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from our sin. So Moses speaks to the children of Israel, verses 9 through 13. But they did not heed Moses' voice because of the anguish of spirit and the cruel bondage. So initially Moses went to the people, told the children of Israel that God said, I am Yahweh. And the people did not heed Moses because of the bondage, because of the anguish of spirit and the cruel bondage. So the Lord spoke to Moses, verse 10, saying, verse 11, Go in, tell Pharaoh the king of Egypt to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, The children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Pharaoh heed me? If the if your own people aren't going to listen, how am I, do I expect that someone that doesn't even believe in you will listen? And then he added, for I am of uncircumcised lips. Verse 13, then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. So the command that God gave Moses and Aaron was for both the children of Israel and for Pharaoh. As Moses complained that the children of Israel aren't listening, neither is Pharaoh. But he said to the Lord, I am of uncircumcised lips. It shows us the unworthiness that Moses felt as he served the Lord. It reminded me, uh, the only other place that I could think of in Scripture Maybe you'll think of some other place, but Isaiah and his call to ministry in Isaiah 6, verses 5 through 7, when he saw the Lord, Isaiah cried out, Woe to me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, a live coal, so an amber burning coal from the altar. He touched my mouth with it. Behold, this 
has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, your sin is purged. So Isaiah, many years later, would also use the same or similar of unclean lips. Moses saying, I'm of uncircumcised lips. And these unclean lips, ethically, religiously, it speaks about the defilement, the sin. And yet this is how we stand before the Lord in Romans 3.23. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For Isaiah, one touch from the coal that was taken from the altar took away his iniquity and sin. Today, one touch of Christ does that for us as well. Hebrews 9.22 tells us, according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But 1 John 1.7 tells us that it is the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Moses was of unclean lips, as are we. But it's the Lord who purifies us. God had promised in Exodus 4.12, saying to Moses, I will be with your mouth. I will teach you what to say. But Moses struggled with that even before he went down to Egypt. But God did not even consider Moses' complaint. Yahweh told Moses and Aaron to command both the children of Israel and Pharaoh, saying, bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Sometimes... We just need to do what the Lord has called us to do. God did not, Yahweh did not say to Moses, "Uh, that's okay, Moses, maybe 400 years, it wasn't long enough. Maybe we'll give it another try in another 400 years. God said, no, go, tell the children of Israel, tell Pharaoh. Verses 14 through 19, he kind of... uh, gives us a little family history here. So it kind of breaks the writing, the account of the Exodus, talking about the heads of their father's houses. He gives three, the sons of Reuben, Simeon, and Levi. And we begin reading, and here we have some names again. They're always a challenge for me. These are the heads of their father's houses. The sons of Reuben... The firstborn of Israel were Hanok, Paulu, Hazar, and Carmi. These are the family of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamni, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanite woman. These are the families of Simeon. So we have basically, these were the first three sons born to Jacob through Leah, his wife Leah. And so we get to Levi. It seems like that's what we were trying to get to here. These are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations, Gershon, Koath, and Merai. And the years of the life of Levi were 137. The sons of Gershon were Libni and Shimmi, or Shemai, according to their families. And the sons of Koath were Amram, Ishar, Horeb, Hebron, and Uzael. And the years of the life of Koath 
were 133s, and the sons of Merai were Mali and Mushi. These were the family of Levi according to their generations. And so listing out Jacob and Leah's first three sons, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi, but really concentrating now verses 20 through 25 in the house of Levi. Now Amram took for himself Jochebed, his father's sister, as wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. And the years of the life of Amram were 137. And the sons of Ishar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zachariah. And the sons of Uazel were Mishael, Elsaphan, and Zithar, or Zithri. And Aaron took for himself Elizabeth, the daughter of Amenadab, sister of Nashon, as wife. And she bore him Nahab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. And the sons of Korah were Aser and Elkanah and Abasath. And these are the families of the Korhites. Eleazar, Abraham's son, took for himself one of the daughters of Putiel, the wife, and bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the fathers of the house of Levi, according to their families. So we're basically getting down to Moses and Aaron. And we know that Aaron's descendants would become part of the priestly line. And so we are given the names of Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, and Phinehas. Phinehas, the grandson, would play an important role as with Eleazar and Nithamar, Nahab and Abihu, they will play a different role. But we're being introduced to the family here, and they'll all have significant parts of the account of the Exodus. 26 through 30, these are the same Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. I don't know if they had a, several Moses and Aaron's running around at that time, but he's really emphasizing this. These are the same Moses and Aaron. And it came to pass on the day that the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord. That's the fourth time that God said, I am Yahweh. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. How shall Pharaoh heed me? So the passage closes really with a reiteration of the roles of Moses and Aaron and also their call by God to speak to Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. And although God had commanded Moses and Aaron to speak to Pharaoh, Moses argued, saying, I'm of uncircumcised lips. How shall Pharaoh heed me? It tells us that doubt can plague even the greatest leaders. And yet in this passage, in this chapter, four times, God reminds Moses, I am Yahweh. I am the Lord. And these often repeated phrases by the Lord confirmed God's desire to have a new type of relationship with the children of Israel that he had not had with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They only knew the Lord as 
El Shaddai, God Almighty. But to Israel, God said, I am Yahweh. And what a wonderful God we serve, who is able to meet our every need, who has met our every need through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you so much for being with us tonight as we've gathered to worship, to look into your word. And I pray, Father, that you would help us to gain a greater knowledge of who you are. Lord, I pray that your spirit would touch us in a fresh and new way as well. Not any way that goes against your word, but Lord, I'm just asking that you would just make yourself real to us in a fresh way. Give us courage, Lord, in the days that we find ourselves in. Again, Lord, we ask that you would be with those who are sick and suffering. I pray, Father, that you would be with your church throughout all the world. Help us, Lord, to stand strong in our faith. And Father, we pray that you would send revival upon this land. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today. Let's go.